It's your own time you're wasting. Ramblings from Beyond the Classroom with Marie and Jodie. Hello and welcome back to It's Your Own Time You're Wasting. I'm Jodie, I'm an old maths teacher, an ex-maths teacher. <laughs> every week, you every it time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jodie, I'm an ex-maths teacher and I now work writing the revision resources for Beyond and this is my co-host Marie. Hello, I'm Marie and I seem to spend a lot of my time laughing at Jodie. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be a Senko and an English teacher and I also now write resources for Beyond. Yeah, I think that we should just change our podcast to Marie Laughs at Jodie. <laughs> yeah, that invites other name. people to do the same. Um, so today we're talking about social mixing with non-teachers. Mm-hmm. Um how did people react when you told them you were a teacher, Marie? Well, the thing was, before I was a teacher, I was a feature writer. Ooh! So as soon as you said, oh, I'm a feature writer to people, they go, exactly what you did then. Ooh! <laughs> and they're quite interested. And then when you say, I'm a teacher, and they say, what do you teach? And you say English, primary or secondary, secondary. Well, I couldn't mm. do your job is normally the reaction. Yeah, but then no more questions. Yeah, no more questions then. They're not interested. The thing I always found is I was apologizing for my subject. And I actually had this at the weekend. I was talking to an A-level student and they were like, I was like, oh, what A-levels are you doing? They said, oh, maths, biology and science. And I kind of went, oh, and he was like, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. And I was like, no, no, do not apologize. That's a great choice. And I was like, I did maths, further maths and physics. Like Ooh, you do the A-levels that interest you. And it kind of, yeah, I always had to apologize for being maths. Why do you think that is, Jodie? Um, I could get quite deep here, I'm not going to lie. I think there's a social acceptance to be rubbish at and to hate maths mm. that doesn't exist in any other subject, um, or at least not in my experience. I think people will say, oh, I can't do maths, but people would never say, oh, I can't read. No, they wouldn't, you're you know? right. And it's just, it's more socially acceptable than most subjects to be rubbish at it, and it's kind of, it's a stigma. <laughs> Yeah, maybe we should do a whole podcast on that on maths phobia yeah Yeah. i think that would be an interesting one to do Um, i think it would because it'd be interesting to see non-maths teachers perspective on it because obviously i think maths is one of the greatest things in the world but you know as far as subjects go to me it was always my favorite subject at school so yeah anyway we digress um (laughs) so i think normally the reaction is it's all the standard stuff isn't it it's that you get 39 weeks of work and the rest of the time is holiday yes so let's not get too started on that one well I did have a big row with my best friend's brother about this Mm. he's a builder and he's lovely and I'm a teacher and the first thing he said when I said I was a teacher was oh you get 12 weeks holiday a year (laughs) and I said well no not really because you know you do have to work in your mm. holidays plus yeah. you actually aren't paid for all those holidays you're just salaried across the yeah. year um so it's a bit of a fallacy really to say but then it escalated because he would not let it go well what what other job could you do where you get three months off every year so i just simply said to him listen if you would like to have 
12 weeks off, in inverted commas, mm. a year. You go and do a degree for three years, then do a year's postgraduate, then yeah. do a year's NQT, and you're on your way. Yeah, exactly. It's not like it's some exclusive thing. No, well, I think well, it's gone down in history, that, that um, <laughs> argument, because we didn't fall out, but it's yeah. been like, oh, don't let's talk about teaching when them two were around. When I was in NQT, we had a teacher who was kind of middle-aged, starting to look towards depart- to retirement, and he said, it's doable because instead of working 40 hours for 50 weeks of the year, you work 50 hours for 40 weeks of the year. Mm. And I think that is true, but you don't... 50 hours is too many hours. Yeah, it is. It's you know, that's 10 hours a day. day. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Do you think people who aren't teachers, like your friend's boyfriend, friend's brother, sorry, do you think people understand the pressures or do you think it's no I don't think they do and I do I don't think that's been helped by the image that teachers have had in the media over the last few Mm. years well not last few years few decades to be honest um we seem to be made out as a profession that is inadequate and moans and yet and in the last couple of years childcare yeah you know it's been a big thing that's come out with covid i think that childcare is the primary function of teaching which is disappointing yeah i don't really have something to compare it to Mm. because before i was a teacher i worked in a call center and and before that i did lots of odd jobs working in bars and stuff so just kind of didn't really have when Mm. people said what do you do Mm. i could have picked one from about seven answers because i had about seven jobs um and I chose to work in theatre because that's the one I enjoyed the most. <laughs> oh, and that's that would get you the ooh. When I started telling my school friends and kind of my old friends that I was trained to be a teacher, the response was quite often, "Oh, finally, you've realised that's what you need oh, to do." Interesting. Which is quite, yeah, yeah. Similarly, when I said I was going to train, because I was 28 when I went to train to be a teacher, mm. my mum said, well, your music teacher, Mr. McLaren, said years ago that you should be a teacher, like it was some sort of prophecy that came <laughs> true. Has it ever caused problems with friends or? Um, not really. No, not really. I mean, I've got a lot of teacher friends, so they're mm. completely down with it. I do think people think in the holidays you're just absolutely free to do anything when, I mean, I used to always do at least two weeks work in the summer holidays. Yeah. And then I'd do, I always did like half, in a half term I'd do two and a half days and then in two weeks holidays I'd do a week to try and prepare for the term. I was always trying to make my life easier. I think it was the first Christmas as an NQT, so the school had mocks the two weeks Mm. before Christmas for year 11 which is not the best timing Um, and the logic was to make students relaxed over Christmas they've done their marks they can relax a bit and I genuinely appreciated that however the consequence was the teachers didn't get to relax because the kids expected it to be marked by the Mm -hmm. time they got back so I spent Christmas marking and my family's response was just like well you are going to take a day off you know you're going to take time off and I was like well yeah I'm not going to mark on Christmas day but yeah I'm going to mark most of Christmas because I have 30 well 30 kids worth of exams which is 90 exams to mark yeah yeah because they do three maths exams so yeah Yeah. I'm going to work on Christmas and don't get much of a break the thing that I found with teaching is you never ever felt finished there was Mm. always something at the back of your mind thinking oh I need to do this I need to do this 
and it's a profession that I think defines you more as just kind of your job you know it's not just a job it's it's everything about your life because things like holidays and stuff like that are so fixed when I was doing my teacher training I actually lived with three trainee nurses Mm. and it was similar for them and different completely different because obviously they have holidays and stuff but your life is so defined by your job yeah because it's all encompassing so yeah theirs was 12 hour shifts four days a week or night shifts or whatever was how it defined them but it's still your life is built around that job Mm. um and actually of all the people that I've met those people have been the most understanding because although it's in a different way their job is so much a big part of their life It's your own time you're wasting. Ramblings from Beyond the Classroom with Marie and Jodie. There's not a lot they don't know about teaching. So Jodie, it's time to welcome our guests today and very excitingly we have two guests. We have Callie and Henry who, just to note, are in the same room. So if you notice any echoing, that's why. So Callie, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us who you are, what you do. Uh, Yeah, Uh, so I'm Callie. I work at Beyond as an illustrator, which basically means I draw pictures. I have no teaching experience whatsoever. And Henry, what about you? Hi, I'm Henry. Um, I was maths teacher for three and a half years. I still count the half, even though it doesn't really count. (laughs) And now I am a a writer editor for Beyond, and I've been doing that for the last six years, five years. So you see what we've done here, we've chosen a non-teacher and a teacher. So how did you two meet being, oh, mind you, did you meet at work? Yes. Because you now both work for the same company. So that's obvious. Right. Callie. (laughs) 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 I know. Did you have any preconceptions about teachers and have they changed since being with Henry? Um, yes, I feel like I'm about to confirm some of the things you've already been talking about. <laughs> um, but just to clarify my own background. So before this, I genuinely didn't know any teachers, nor oh. did I know any kids who were in school. So I right. feel like all the preconceptions yeah. I had about teachers were like assumptions a school kid might yeah. make about So teachers. you thought they still lived in the cupboards? Yeah. Essentially. (laughs) But yeah, my eyes have been opened, put it that way. So if you ask me what my preconceptions were, I would Mm -hmm. say I I viewed teachers as authority figures. So there was like a teachers are academics Mm -hmm. and therefore there's like a slight intimidation. Okay. (laughs) Um I still sort of have this now where I automatically assume all teachers are older than me, which is not true. Like Jody is younger than me. I I can't grasp that because I'm just so far away from the teaching experience. You're going to, you're going to laugh at this one, but I assumed it was a high paying job. (laughs) Oh, bless you. So to me, I'm like teachers, they're rich. Um, and to be fair, I, I've had that one a few times, and I, mm. I think it kind of shows that people think it should be a high-paying job, and maybe, you know, I take it as a compliment. Yeah. yeah. That we should well, be paid more. Yeah. It's something that requires a lot of education and training, yeah. isn't it? So you'd it assume does. that those qualifications equal high pay. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> I had the holiday preconception of teaching as a job with a lot of holidays. 
and that's coming off of the fact that I literally had no idea that teachers had to work outside of work hours. I did not know they <laughs> planned their own lessons. I didn't know they marked work outside of work. Oh. No idea. Wow. That's so um, interesting. Yeah. I, did, I obviously didn't think about it too much because no. I didn't know any yeah. teachers, but just like being around teachers now, because not only was Henry a teacher, he also has a lot of teachers around him. So mm. I also have a lot of teachers around me now. Um, yeah. And teachers are very vocal about what the job's like and all the extra stuff aren't they so you're bound to find out about that Henry do you think your lives would have been as compatible in terms of kind of work schedules work-life balance if you guys had met when you were still teachers um if I was still teaching I would just say no outright um I think um like I've I'd always struggled with behavior management um mm. when I was teaching so I'd mm. always have to like plan an extra just you know yeah. plan b in case plan a went yeah. wrong plan c plan d if that went all went to, to pot yeah um so i spent far too much time of my, te- my teaching career at home just just um doing extra planning and basically my, my home routine was come home cook dinner watch a single episode of a tv show literally never more than a single episode mm-hmm. um plan on a bad day until 1 a.m oh, go no. to bed Henry. yeah um so like where would you fit in times for you know spending time with your partner in between in between mm. in between those things like you can talk over the single episode of tv perhaps but then <laughs> you, you lose the plot don't you yeah so how did you guys go about kind of obviously we've talked about Callie's misconceptions about teaching talked about henry's experience how did you kind of go about and explain what you'd i guess been through kind of what teaching was like and the experience of teaching you'd had how did you start um, that? Um, like what? Well, when we when we met, obviously I was working at Beyond, so I was mm. I was in I was in a safe space. I was I was removed from teaching. <laughs> it was all in the past. But like, and as many teachers will will attest to, I genuinely felt like I had a sense of PTSD. Like yeah. I'd see a group of kids that's slightly too big on the street, and I'd be I'd want to cross the road or go over and say a, a stern word or something. Mm. And it's just like there's there are so many little things that trigger me and like i would like over time i would just sort of have a bad mood for no good reason and callie would like what's what's why why are you what what are you triggered by today and it's like oh the that, that kid there with 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 the hood or the bucket hat oh, um but yeah it's it's one of the biggest things uh i wouldn't i wouldn't i would call it a hurdle um i think it's just 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 a factor just something of our relationship that's developed is that Callie knows that I have I have I have teaching PTSD <laughs> so um yeah if there's if there's a situation where there are there are troublesome kids like she'll be you know quite quick to help help me remove myself from that yeah which is really nice yeah yeah you're not on your own Henry at all and honestly last podcast we were talking about learning walks and um, I found that my mouth was going dry mm. and my heart rate was increasing. I definitely was having like PTSD symptoms, if you want to put it like that. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not on your own. Have you ever considered being a teacher, Callie? Has it ever been a. Uh, there was, when I was doing my master's degree, I mm. briefly volunteered a college for teenagers. Okay. Uh, where I was like a teaching assistant in a classroom. Yeah. And pretty much as soon as I was in there, I was like, I 
I don't enjoy the vibe of a classroom. Like I'd not, mm. I'd not even considered that I'd aged since I'd left school <laughs> and just like, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't for me. It didn't appeal. So Callie, what top tips would you have for uh, friendships between teachers and non-teachers? Um, I think, for a start don't be dismissive of anything they have Mm. to say um if they want to talk about work let them talk about work because they probably need someone Mm -hmm. to listen to what they have to say so approach with empathy i think is the biggest thing yeah that sounds amazing don't make assumptions unless you've not been in the situation that's a really good tip and i i kind of want to plaster that everywhere for all the people around me Mm. um I think don't make assumptions is a pretty good life lesson, to be fair. Henry, your communication is so good with Callie and with other people around you. What's your kind of top tip for that? I think just be honest. Just um, if you have to, uh, I think when when you're a teacher, if you have to just, as I say, pull the Band-Aid off and just say, no, I can't spend time with you. I need to do this. Just be be blunt about it. and let them know that you're not you're not hurting their you're not trying to hurt their feelings it's just the it's just the way it's all it's all made it's yeah i guess that'd that'd probably (laughs) be it you're never trying to hurt anybody's feelings just you just have to do do tons of marketing and it sucks (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for joining us henry and Callie. it's been an absolute pleasure to be chatting with you it Um, has thank you very much It's your own time you're wasting. So why not stick the kettle on, put your feet up and have a cuppa? Ah, bliss. So Jodie, two stars and a wish from today's episode. Um, I think my star has to be having such amazing guests, genuinely. Mm. It was so nice to have a really honest, open conversation with people and... Yeah. To kind of talk about some of the positive and some of the unfortunate negatives of teaching. Um, and I think, thank you so much to Henry and Callie. It was just so nice to kind of hear those different perspectives. So my star yeah. is going to be our star guests. What about you? What's your star today? I think my star is um, a little thing that Callie said, approach with empathy. I feel like that should be mm. a line that goes up. Yeah. Be around all teachers' desks. Approach with yes. empathy, please. Yes. I have a feeling I know what our wish is going to be or what your wish is going to be. No, go on, you Um, do yours first. I think my wish would be um, to be able to explain to people and for them to let go of their misconceptions and their kind of ideas of what a teacher is and actually listen to their friends and their family when they say, this is a really hard job because it is a really hard job. And it's a job that you only do if you're a passionate person, you really want to do it. Yeah, But it's still a really hard job. So I wish people would understand that. But I also wish it wasn't such a hard job. So either would do. Either. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I agree. Well, my wish is sort of similar. I wish there was some way that we could all have insight into Mm. other jobs and the pressures that are associated with them and the good things that are associated with them as well. Because I think it would be, as Callie says, eye-opening to look at any job and see what actually goes on on a day-to-day basis 
and actually, you know, we're kind of getting up on a high horse and being like, no one understands us. But at the same time, I'm fully aware that I don't understand 99% of jobs. There's yeah. jobs out there that I don't really know what they are. What they are. Yeah, um, exactly. And just generally, everyone having a better work-life balance would make the world yeah. a better place. Yeah, it definitely would. Bring on the four-day week. Oh, yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening today and we'll see you all next time. I've been Jodie. I've been Marie. This podcast is proudly produced by Beyond. Please bear in mind the views and opinions expressed are those of individuals and may not represent those of Beyond or Twinkle.